back to Too Fit to Quit. I am your host, Brad, joined by your host, Jake, and we are going to be talking about setbacks today in Health Hotline. And we're also going to be doing one of my favorite things, which is we're going to be doing a cardio challenge. <laughs> I was about to say, you just like it because you blew me out of the water. <laughs> well, I don't, I, well, to no, be fair, I just like I, to be fair, I don't know how you did. You could have won. <laughs> oh yeah. I totally. feel like I feel like I need to redeem myself to the listeners after the 100 to 360 push-up challenge. <laughs> 260 push-up deficit. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a pretty deep hole here. So <laughs> I had that on my mind. But anyways, we both ran 5Ks today and you're going to hear about how that went. But Jake, how's it going? It's going good. This is a this health hotline coming up is pretty relevant to me because I've been struggling with a setback recently. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that and uh, excited to talk about the 5K as well. All right. Well, as we mentioned last episode, sometimes we make mistakes and we want to share them. And today we're going to share some of our mistakes. One of mine, or one of my bigger ones, was in 2019. I decided I wanted to run a marathon to which I did a little bit of Googling to figure out what I was going to have to do to get my body in shape for that. Now I was already in pretty good shape because I've been running, but I was not in run a marathon shape. And so I decided to do what I do best, which is just wing it. Take a guess how that turned out. marathon shape is like i think a lot of people underestimate what marathon shape is because you hear about people running marathons like all the time but as soon as you begin running it becomes very evident to you like how high of a goal a marathon in your mind i want you to think about running six miles and then once you're done with that i want you to run it again and then again and then again and then do a couple miles after that that's a (laughs) marathon yeah it's it's pretty lofty it's up there so i made one mistake that then snowballed and ended As in injury. And I kind of want to talk about both the mistake and the snowballing and how you can avoid both. First off, I just used the same shoes I had been using. Running shoes are a consumable. It is not buy and forget. You have to replace them. And it's a little bit varying as to how often, but the rule of thumb is three to 500 miles. It's about where it is. You should also listen to your body. If you're starting to get abnormal aches and pains, could be an indication it's time to change your shoes. So I didn't. And I just full sent with a pair of shoes the entire time. And by the time I hit about 1,000 miles on the shoe, double the high end of the recommended range, I started developing knee pain. Shocker. Yeah. I have this really bad tendency of... If I am physically capable of pushing through something, doing that. And all that accomplishes is making whatever is hurting worse. Just like the chafing we talked about last episode. Exactly. Like it will not get better. It just, it just won't. It's, it's, like it's by a, itself, a repetitive it just won't. motion injury. And by repeating the motion, you get more injured. Yeah, and running shoes are, like, we talked a couple episodes back about how you, like, don't need gear, you don't need this, you don't need that. 
running shoes are like one of the very few exceptions to that rule where like you really, if you're going to be running a lot, you are going to want to like do your research. Like you don't have to like, you're going to want into it. Don't fall into the marketing, but you are going to want to spend an appropriate amount of money on something that will protect literally your entire body. Yes. Yes. So not only did I not listen to my body and my knee that was in pain, I ramped my mileage and I continued to ramp my mileage and my knee continued to hurt. And in fact, continued to get worse. And everything kind of came together in an even better moment where my foot, as I was out on a run, started to hurt. And I'm like, mm. eh, it'll go away. It did. <laughs> it will not. <laughs> and I was running like 15 miles that day. So I was doing seven and a half out, seven and a half back. And at about four, it started to hurt. And at about my turnaround point, I was in pain. Real intense pain. But here's the problem. I'm now stuck seven and a half miles away from home. And I got to get back somehow. That was one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life. So really what I should have done is stopped and called someone to come pick me up. But instead, I continued the trend of, it'll get better, and did a combination of walk-jogged the way back home. And How long I tried did it take to... you? Seven and a half miles of walk-jogging? Was that like two hours? It took me a while. Jeez. So Take care of your be... feet, people. Your yeah. feet are so vitally important to everything that you do. Like if Honestly, if you hurt your feet, that is a pretty high-level injury. Yeah. So, Jake... Do you think I stopped to heal up after this? Or do you think I continued to go running? Well, Brad, funnily enough, we have known each other for a long time. And I was literally talking to you about this issue the whole time. So I know exactly what you did. (laughs) So I continued to run even after this point. And eventually it got to the point where it was so excruciating that even I was like, I can't keep, something is wrong. And I probably should have said that probably a month to two months before this moment. I mean, really, as soon as your knee started hurting. Yes. As soon as I was getting consistent knee aching that, like, didn't go away. Yeah. I should have been like, something's going on here. This isn't right. So I had to take about a month off just because I was, like, my, like, I couldn't walk. Like, I had to, I couldn't go into work one day. Like, that was the day where I had to be like, I got to stop. I I could not go into work because my foot was so sore and achy that it was painful to walk. And this is, this, guys, this this really is what you get when you ignore an injury and continue to push it. And, like, there are ways that you can make it better by exercising it, but that is where medical professionals come in. Like, whatever you think you're going to do, like, by just continuing to work out on it, it is not going to make it better. So, since then, I've been much better about making sure I stay on top of my shoes, still, though, probably not as good as I should be. And I've been better about if I need to stop and just take a rest day, doing that. You'd be surprised how much a rest day can prevent a rest month. Yeah. Yeah, your body really does need that time to recover. I also, rather than just starting to run ridiculous mileages, I just kind of started at a mileage I could handle and just did that a bunch 
and just built a really solid cardio base and then i started building on that and now i am to where i am now and i'm in a really good place i'm still not running marathons mainly because i'm trying to improve my speed rather than go for the longer distances but i would feel pretty confident in going for a marathon with a little bit of training in preparation just because i took it slower i didn't try to rush a training plan so yeah, yeah. guys that's that's what i have to say today listen training to plans body. like that are critical <laughs> listen to your body take care of yourself don't ignore things like change your shoes often and take your time when you're preparing for a goal don't try and rush a goal because that's how you get hurt and can't achieve a goal when you're hurt yeah exactly all the time that you take off is wasted and you will set yourself back so my stories of injury are actually like kind of nicely contrast with Brad's because I have experienced mainly acute injuries rather than chronic injuries. Um, like, for example, pretty recently I talked about it in our Goodwill episode. Um, I hurt my back and I'm not even going to lie. And I guess this is just how it goes. I don't really know how I hurt my back. I just woke up one day and I was like, man, it kind of hurts to get out of the truck. <coughs> deadlifting <coughs> i know i hadn't deadlifted all week that oh, was i was okay. on a trip right. it was actually most likely if i had to guess it was from sitting in a van doing 1600 miles in eight days <laughs> like that'll probably do it but yeah i woke up and i noticed that i like could barely get out of the van and i was like walking around i could barely lean forward i mean it was debilitating like i i went from in one day i went from hiking in a national park and like all over the place and no moment where I was just like, I hurt myself just then. And then the next day I woke up and I like literally had to be helped on and off of a seat. Um, and I was not in a place where I had access to medical care. So I just had to kind of like nurse it and I actually had to fly home and that was pretty, I mean, flying, flying long distance is not great anyways. Yeah, exactly. But let me tell you when you have a hurt back so bad that you like, can't sit still for more than a couple minutes and can't get out of a chair by yourself. It's pretty excruciating. Um, so that was eight weeks ago, almost, or I'm sorry, about 12 weeks ago. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It's still like kind of aches some days, but the important part is what I did about it. So as soon as I got home, I made an appointment with my doctor I got a referral to physical therapy, and we started working on it. And they showed what? me some good you exercises. You went to a doctor for an injury? That's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Jake, do you that. Have to man, you have to man up. <laughs> Literally do that. Like, this is one area where I, like, I, I can in some ways be the world's worst about reaching out for help. But, like, I will always go straight to a doctor. And it has saved me so many times. And, like, in this example, I currently deadlift more than I have ever deadlifted in my life. And... Yeah, it still like aches some days, but because I went and sought professional help, I understand the pain, I understand what's wrong, I understand what hurts it and what doesn't, and I understand how to make it better, which is by actually strengthening the muscles in my lower back and doing deadlifting. Now, what would I have done if I had never gone to the doctor and got professional health? I can guarantee you I wouldn't be deadlifting. That's for <laughs> one thing. So like, my point that I'm trying to make is you would be surprised 
sometimes what will hurt and what will help an injury, but let a medical professional tell you that. Don't just try to figure out yourself. Don't just use Google and like try to fix it yourself because it's not going to end well. So the one time that I did deal with sort of a chronic like overuse injury was actually from running as well. And what was happening is every time I would run for more than a mile, the front of my shin would just light up and like lock up and get super tight. Um, and I kind of noticed also that I was getting just general like joint pain. Um, so again, I went to a doctor and I went to a physical therapist, which I, I can't recommend enough. I mean, those, those guys are just so helpful, at least every time like I've had like a sports related injury. Um, and what came out of it is that my entire running form was so backwards <laughs> and wrong, um, that I was placing all of this stress on it. I don't want to get into the details cause that's not what this is about, but I was placing all this stress on my body by running in a way that was not efficient and not productive and not really safe for my joints or anything. And because of all that shock and the repetitive stresses, uh, I was doing a lot of damage to the frontal muscles in my shins and to my joints. Um, and not only did I get better after going to the physical therapist, but I actually run a lot longer now and a lot more often. Um, and the reason for that is because I sought medical help and I was able to fix my form. Now that I run with correct form, I am a lot more successful in my attempts to run. So that's my advice. You will not only heal, but you will improve if you seek the proper help and always get attention when your body tells you that it's hurting. So speaking of injuries, it's time to injure my pride uh, because this week, <laughs> this week the challenge was cardio and Finally. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of my cardio, but it is definitely not my focus right now or my strong point. And it very much is Brad's. Yes. And <laughs> no, like you gotten really good shape and you're still in really good shape, but mm -hmm. you started slipping. You let yes. lifting. Well, if by slipping you mean I changed my goals on purpose and I'm succeeding at them. Yeah, exactly. I slipped. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so today's challenge was for both of us to run a 5K. I think yeah, probably a lot of the people who are listening to this have done that. And there's a yeah. few things that we're going to get into about why we like 5Ks and what we learned from the experience. The only rule was it had to be outside, and beyond that, just run 3.1 miles. So, uh, right. Jake, what was your approach? What was your time? So, my approach, <laughs> I have been focusing pretty hard on lifting, right? So, my wow, approach straight was... out with the excuse. <laughs> John's <laughs> first, off. always yeah. John's first. Lead off with the John's. <laughs> my approach was literally just like to get psyched up and just go run. Like I really didn't prepare. I, the only thing I really did was I didn't work legs leading up to that. Like I, I left myself a couple days without doing legs just to give myself the best chance. Um, no, but I just got out there and did it. And that's the reason that we love 5k is because 5k is a really good distance to set as your first like distance goal. And once you've achieved it, it becomes very repeatable. So even though I haven't really been doing cardio, like, Unless you get really, really heavy and totally stop running for like quite a while, you can always still kind of like pound out a 5K even though it hurts. And it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so my target 
was to run under a 30 minute 5k because that's just kind of like the gold standard that everybody talks about a 30 minute 5k um and i ran a 30 minute and 40 second 5k Uh, (laughs) so so i came up just a little bit short (laughs) um but you know I i left it all out there on the sidewalk free roads of my neighborhood <laughs> like dodging in and out of the cars I, I really left it all on the field out there uh, um i pretty much did an out and back i ran 1.6 miles from my house and then i ran back the rest of the 5k and then stumbled into a staggering walk as soon as that distance was over <laughs> you absolute mad like you just went for it yeah no and okay. I, I will so say i did approach. run negative splits though I, I ran negative splits, so I did yeah, good. No, which, duh, for those that don't know, that just means mile. each mile was slower or faster than the subs. The because previous your mile. first mile, you weren't warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> I've never warmed up for a five k. That's like that's like some real runner stuff is to okay, warm up for so. a five. Because I've seen like, oh well, a five k is so short. You really need to warm up before you start a five k, so you can start off fast. And it's like. Three miles is enough for me, okay? Like, in almost every circumstance. All right, so we had a slightly different approach. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, as somebody who does a lot more cardio, and cardio is my main focus, I also really like 5K. Even though it's not, for me, a particularly long distance, it is still a challenging distance. I can still push myself to the limit with a 5k you know basically jake and i by the end of our 5ks we're in the exact same spot stumbling into a walk yeah weak and (laughs) toasted and that's really what i like about that distance is that it's it's not a mile so you're definitely you have to pace yourself right but it is very much manageable, so you can still really. <laughs> I, I will go say, hard. for those of you out there who are like less experienced runners, I still can't go absolute full bore for full bore for a mile too. Like I also pace <laughs> myself with a mile. <laughs> but I mean, but even like, I mean, every I mean, yes, you have to pace yourself for a mile. I mean, I can't sprint a mile. But yeah, but you can run pretty fast. I mean, you can push pretty hard for a mile. I mean, even yeah, I, I can push. Yeah, but. Because I'm not a heathen, I've warmed up for mine. <laughs> so Ooh, look at me. I can run more than three miles at a time. <laughs> so <laughs> my I'm gonna lead off with John's too. I thought I had gone out and found a perfectly flat because I feel like a track is kind of cheating. That's where I actually kind of have an advantage because I live in a coastal area and it yeah. is just flat. There's like a so, four foot elevation so I went difference on my the, whole So course. I went up to the lake and I'm like, perfect. Well, after I warmed up, I start it and then it starts going up. Now, not that much, <laughs> but trust me, when you're running hard, you feel oh, yeah. every inch it goes up. <laughs> Basically, no incline it will still hurt you when you run. Yes. So I ran... 19 minutes, 11 seconds. Ooh, he beat 20. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. For real. So, no, thank you. It's actually the first time that I've ever timed it outside. And oh, so you don't even know if that's your PR or not? Well, I mean, no, it is my PR. Oh, okay. I, I've never well, actually done... Because normally I don't do... Like, it's not a distance I do that often. 
Oh, I see. And I, nor- and I don't full send it very often. Just kind of a byproduct. Yeah. So I don't really do... Honestly, with COVID and everything, I haven't done a race in a while. Yeah. I was really salty because my actual goal was to break 19 minutes. <laughs> and I missed it by 11 seconds. <laughs> really frustrated about that. And here you see that disparity in reverse that I was talking about when we did the push-up challenge. Like, I shot for 30 minutes and kind of came under it, but still proud of myself. And Brad, like, literally ran more than 10 minutes faster than I did. Which is a, I mean, like, I guess not everybody has, like, a sense of feel for, like, 5K times and what's good and what's bad. But 19 minutes is a very good 5K, and 10 minutes is a huge amount of time for a 5K race. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for the times to be different. (laughs) I mean, it, it really is, like... 100 versus 360 push-ups like it is that big of a difference i mean but again like this is where you can just see two people with different goals my right. goal is to just have really good cardio stamina and endurance and so yeah and you see that I, come through yeah when i call on my body hey let's go fast it doesn't like it but it can do <laughs> it <laughs> it can withstand it better than most <laughs> yeah so that was that was a fun challenge. I thought so too. Despite the like the word suffering comes to mind when I think <laughs> of like what I experienced during the run. But like it's good to know that I can still run even that. Like I've put on 17 pounds since September. Like with my focus on weightlifting and like gaining a little bit of muscle and weight. And I'm like I'm going to say I'm pleasantly surprised that I was still able to run in the 30 minute neighborhood. I mean compared to where you were two years ago it's really <laughs> remarkable just i mean your your baseline start your baseline stamina level is really yeah, impressive that, that is really the um the huge takeaway that like i guess can be had from this segment even even though i lost badly um when i was in school like not even well i guess it's been five years now but when i was in school five years ago um i could barely jog like 30 seconds at a time. Like I started the couch to 5k program and I could barely get through the first week of workouts. No, I really couldn't do a quarter mile at a time. And actually a quarter mile like seemed pretty intimidating then. Um, but now, I mean, I haven't been focusing on running in a couple months. I've gained almost 20 pounds. Um, and I'm still able to do a pretty decent run. And that's just a testament to the difference that anyone because i'm not like athletically gifted or special like anyone can make that difference in their lives it just takes discipline and consistency exactly and remember it is you versus you i know we're competing against each other here but you can both see yeah in our own minds we had our own goals that were completely divorced from the challenge we were doing yeah we were like brad blew me out of the water standards and I am still very happy with my performance. As you should be. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm pleased with my performance, but I still have my next milestone that I want to go chase. Next time yeah. I do this, I'm like, and that's the mindset I have that's a so new target. Is you didn't just do it and you're like, wow, I did that. Time to go lay down. Like you did that and you were <laughs> like, and it's like the push up thing too. You said like you were like, well, now I kind of want to know like how many push ups I can do. And it's the same for me. Like I did really well in that challenge. But now I'm like, I bet I could do 400 push-ups in a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it, to continue to like push for your goals and whether you succeed at them or not, as long as you're happy with what you do and whatever. Like, if you like the activity, 
just keep doing it and like pick a higher goal. You know what I mean? Like it, you will find that it's not hard to be interested and to continue to push if you find something that you like. Exactly. And that's the thing. You just got to find what motivates you and what drives you. But we've been talking a lot about running today and I have a bit of a soapbox that I want to get <laughs> on. And Jake, you know what's annoying? What's annoying? Cat calling. I'm sorry, but if you are outside and you see somebody trying to better themselves, here's what you're entitled to say. Fucking nothing, okay? <laughs> Leave people alone. Like, if you go on Reddit and you see how many women get harassed oh, it's on truly a daily disgusting. basis, it is disgusting, like you truly said. Truly disgusting. Like, leave people alone. They're just out trying to make a better life for themselves and be healthier people. I don't care what you have to say. No one <laughs> cares. Just drive home. Just go and, home and sit on your couch. And beyond the disturbing effect that you have on that one person, you are like very badly affecting the entire fitness climate. Because when, when a lot of people start their fitness journey especially – one of the things that they fear most is that people are going to watch them and they're going to be looking at them and judging them, which by the way, is absolutely not true. Like nobody does that at a gym. Um, but when you do that, not only is your action completely disturbing to that person, but then you have all these people who see like Brad was talking about those Reddit posts and everything like that. And they're like, that's what's going to happen to me if I go run. Somebody's going to yell at me and make rude comments or whatever. So just don't do it. It's like really not hard to just like see somebody doing a thing and go about your day and not say anything. It's I, I really, really not hard. It's like the easiest thing in the world. Genuinely cannot believe that we have to have this conversation because <laughs> you see it all the time. Like I, I'm a guy. This doesn't really yeah. happen to me. Every now and then somebody yeah, will yell something at me, you know, like a run forced run type thing. Right. But yeah, I'm like neither of us can truly here. relate, I guess. But, but it's still I'm, I'm speaking awful. to the other I don't know whoever's listening to this podcast who thinks you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna yell a harassing comment at that person <laughs> shut up yeah how is this hard this is the, literally all you have to do is do nothing and you're already doing better anytime you can not do something and do nothing instead yeah and have made an improvement on the world <laughs> like, that's a that's a problem. It's, like, I can't stress this enough. It is literally the easiest thing on earth to just not do a thing. Like, just yes. don't do it. <laughs> literally just keep it to yourself and don't do it. And it is the lowest effort way that you could possibly improve the entire yeah, world for everything. Exactly. Yes. Just, don't, just, <laughs> just do not do it. Don't speak. Just go home and let people exercise in peace. Yeah. Like, every, you know, you like to think that, like, every situation has nuance and, like, so, well, what if this? What if that? Like, just don't. This, there's yeah. no nuance. Just don't yeah. do this to people. Just straight up, do not. It, this isn't just running. If someone's at the gym, oh, it's at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Leave. Let them. Leave them alone. Don't. Don't harass them. How? Or at work, or like wherever you are. Like yes. it's different if you want to talk to somebody like for real. But if you just want to like say some comment, just don't. Don't like, do that. Like don't interrupt what somebody is doing to like force yourself into their awareness. Just don't if, do that. Yeah. If 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 some woman is over at some equipment in the gym and you're coming over that 
Oh, man. Stop. Like, literally all you had to do was not do that thing. This, like... This actually happened to my wife a while back. And she was in the gym doing push-ups. And she was doing the push-ups that she could do, you know? Which was she was altering her form a little bit. Um, And some older dude, like, just thought it would be okay to, like, come up next to her as she's working out and say, one, one and a half, two, two and a half. And it's like, not only are you creepy and weird for, like, approaching her in the first place, but also, fuck you. Like, (laughs) go away, dude. (laughs) Like, what, like, who does that? Like, who goes to the gym and, like, actively, like, admonishes people for how they work out? That is such a trash thing to do. You'll notice that in this story, he was not working out. He was commenting on a person who was actually working out. Right. So he's like at the gym to like do something completely absurd and unproductive to people who are using the gym to be a gym. Like for, you know, the purpose of a gym, which is not, believe it or not, the purpose of a gym is not (laughs) to walk up to people and bother them. I know some people have a really hard time with that, but that's not what gyms are for. It's for working out. And if you're not doing that, then please go away. I'll, I'm going to throw one thing out there for the dudes in here um, who also have to deal with something unpleasant. If you're in the men's locker room, wear a towel, dude. Like, I mean, like, nobody wants to see that. Like, it, don't break I get up it. the air like you, dryer. At some point in the gym locker room, you do have to be naked if you're going to change your You just do. And that's an unavoidable fact. But, like, don't milk it. Just, like, get it over with. Like, just take your underwear off, dry off, and put your underwear... Or, like, do whatever you're going to do, but don't, like, don't walk forget around the, the locker dryer. room, like... <laughs> <laughs> don't be Captain Morganing. Man, old, old dudes are the worst offenders by far of that. I've, like, yeah. actually never... I don't think I've ever seen anyone below, like, the visual age of, like, 50 actually do that. I know. But I have seen it, unfortunately, so many times. You know, and I really could live without it. Jake, do you have anything that's not annoying regarding this topic? Because I'm kind of just heated, <laughs> and I don't even have a positive I spin. Literally, to end there talk. is nothing that's not annoying about catcalling. Yeah, like li- there's literally zero percent of that that's you know, not yeah, horrible. You know what's not annoying? People who don't catcall. You know what's not annoying? Leaving people alone and letting them work out in peace. That's yeah. not annoying. <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, what is our challenge this week? So for my challenge this week, um, I want to challenge you guys to just take a break, take a step back, find somewhere quiet and relaxing, sit down and really listen to your body. Like think about each individual part of your body and if it's hurting you and how and why and do something about it. Don't just let it hurt. Uh, go to the doctor or do some research or exercise that part of your body that's sore or stretch or whatever it may be. Uh, just listen to your body and actually do something about it because you'd be amazed what conditions are not actually there to stay. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. And thank you guys for joining us. Please leave us that five-star review so we can defeat the algorithm. And we will catch you guys later.